This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed too that we're having we're having not a lot of noise. We're having um, <laughs> one of the like we've got a leak in the in the uh, in our roof, one part of our uh, in our living room for like that happened last fall, and we just it wasn't worth fixing it with the snow and everything. So now we're having it mitigated and fixed today. So I'm hoping that you know they don't just start making a bunch of I don't know chopping things up or whatever, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, I'm recording, and uh, yeah, I can. We'll we'll start with sharks and oilers then, and cool. All right, sounds like a plan. We'll do that, and uh, I'll bring us in in three, two. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. We are in the final days of the NHL regular season, and that means I'm joined by our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Uh, is Elon Musk going to keep track of all these things? Now, how's this going to work? I, I have no idea how this is going to work. Like, I heard some rumors that now he's not going to do it. I mean, it's just I, I have no idea what's going on with Twitter. I just, you know, at this point, I just, you know, I try to watch out for the trolls and I look for funny memes and I just hope that everything like that stays the same. Yeah, I guess that's probably the best idea. I mean, we're not all going to get a Tesla or something. So anyway, yeah, well, you know, there's also some challenges there, too. So uh, the whole thing would be what lithium ion batteries. I know we're getting off topic, but uh, like fire hazards, potentially I'm. Everything's too complicated I, for me. I feel like my whole life is a fire hazard, Sean. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Just make it through the day. Well, that's what a whole bunch of teams in the NHL are doing. And I mean that quite literally. Now that we know all of the teams that are going to be in the postseason, everybody else has nothing to play for. And, Nate, that is entirely <laughs> reflected in the lines across the league tonight. I mean, you look at it and trying to find almost any game where the favorite is at, at better than a minus 200 are few and far between. These are There's a lot of one-sided games. There's a lot of games where the other side just doesn't care. They're packing it in. One, two, three, Cancun for hockey. And trying to find a little value here is is really tricky. Yeah, it is, which is which is why, you know, in terms of the action tonight, as, as we talk about Thursday, um, as we're rolling towards the end of the regular season, um, the only way that I could find value, Sean, there was one team on the money line that I liked, um, and that was Vancouver. And I'll talk about that in a second. But the only way that I could get it to where I felt good from a betting standpoint was to add in a couple of those heavy favorites on the money line. And so real quick, the pick that I've got is a three leg money line. It is Colorado on the money line. It is Edmonton on the money line. And then it's Vancouver on the money line. Now, to your point, uh, Vancouver's a minus 145. So not great, um, but still better than some of these other lines. Colorado is a minus 250. Edmonton is a minus 350 against San Jose. But if I put all three of those together at DraftKings, I get to a plus 204. And that I can live with. Now, Colorado, it's the final home game for them for the year. So even though they are gearing up and they they have been resting some guys, guys would be playing if it were this time next week. But they're going ahead and giving them um, the the 
the time to be able to heal. Those are guys like Gabe Landeskog. We know that Miko Rantanen has been that same way as well in terms of just kind of everybody resting up, if you will, um, and getting ready for the postseason. Um, but it is the final home game of the year for Colorado. They they broke out of their funk. So I like Colorado to be able to beat Nashville. Uh, and so I take them on the money line. Edmonton actually has two home games remaining. Both of their games are at home. Um, so this isn't necessarily the regular season swan song. And I'm using the air quotes there. Um, but we do know that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are both still looking at potential postseason honors. And so I think they have some motivation to continue to put up um, some points uh, for Edmonton. And then Vancouver game, like I said, a better one because it's only a minus 145. Um, But I also like the Canucks because this is their regular season home finale. And the Kings are on the second night of a back-to-back. And between a back-to-back and the fact that the Kings are locked in from a postseason standpoint, I think L.A. has every reason in the world to rest guys tonight um, after picking up the win last night in Seattle. So I like Vancouver at home because of that sort of fan appreciation at the end of the year. And like I said, I just don't know who's going to be in the lineup for the Kings as they get ready for the postseason next week. Yeah, it really is tough. And looking at these couple last games on the schedule, you know, you look over out east and part of the problem is there's so much separation between the teams. It's hard to find out who really needs to win. So you look at a lot of the the teams out there and you look, OK, Florida has a has a pretty easy matchup. You think you could take them on the puck line, at least even it out. But uh, no, because they don't have anything to play for. They've already basically locked down the top seed in the East. Would they like the president's trophy? Yes, but I don't think they're going all out for it. The only team out East that really wants to go ahead and and maybe get a win is uh, the Washington Capitals, but they won't have Ovechkin tonight. You talked about the avalanche. Miko Rantanen is expected to return to the rotation tonight, so he's expected to get going as the Avs sort of ramp up for their playoff run. But that's why I look at that game in particular, Nate. And that Predators-Avalanche game is interesting. The Predators, as it stands, have a game in hand while trailing the Dallas Stars. They're behind the Stars by one point. A win or even a regulation, you know, uh, overtime result gets the Predators tied or ahead of the Stars, and they would both have one game to go. Needless to say, both of these teams would like to be in the driver's seat and probably avoid the Colorado Avalanche in the first round. And so you're kind of playing to see which team doesn't get them. Nashville, as a result, actually has a lot more to play for than Colorado. But all of a sudden, for the Avs, oddly, the President's Trophy might be back into play. They're two behind the Florida Panthers. It kind of looked a little bit ago as if that had gone by the wayside, but then the Panthers lost their uh, last two games, and now Colorado has a chance to go ahead and reclaim that President's Trophy. So when you look at these two teams, they almost have the most to play for each tonight, and that makes it interesting. So what I'm going to do with that one, Nate, is I'm not going to be so bold to pick the Predators, but I do like that over at DraftKings to get them on the plus one-and-a-half puck line. So in other words, as long as it's a one-goal game, You get even money on the Preds tonight. I kind of like that one. So I I think I'm going to go in that direction. But the rest of the ones you're talking about in particular make an awful lot of sense. Uh, There are some good games tonight that are good matchups if you really feel like uh, picking between either the Minnesota Wild, Calgary Flames are in a, in a matchup tonight. The Wild need that to stay ahead of the Blues, but obviously they're probably not the better team. So there are some good matchups, but you're right. 
finding the value is really tricky, but I guess the one that I'm looking at is I do think the, the Predators, who do give the Avalanche trouble on that plus one and a half, I like that at even money. I'll probably go in that direction. You know, and I and I and I can see what you're doing. I think I'd feel better if I knew that you say Saros was going to play for them, but they, you know, they're going to shut him down for the final two regular season right. games. He's got that lower body injury. Um, but I but I agree with you. I, I could see something being close, but you know, I think the Abs, you know, I think that four game losing streak kind of, you know, maybe gave them a little bit of a wake up punch. Um, and you know, obviously they came out in their last home game on 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 Tuesday and played extremely well against St. Louis. Um, I think they're going to do the same against Nashville. Could wind up being a close game. Not a bad idea. But like I said, I'm going to slam together that three-leg money line and take those plus 200 odds. I always like doing that, too. You know, you find the heavy favorites. They're favorites for a reason. Just pile a bunch of them together and get into plus odds. That works for me. We're going to get a little bit ahead of things, obviously. Every team has two or one games remaining as we get into the last final days of the NHL season. Wanted to kind of look at some futures. Now, we didn't want to get so far ahead as to look at the Stanley Cup just yet, but thought maybe we'd take a peek here at the conference winners. And when you look at the favorites, Florida Panthers at plus 275, Avalanche plus 130 over at DraftKings. Those are the favorites. Obviously, when you're talking about getting through the gauntlet that is the NHL playoffs, everybody's going to be in plus money. But obviously, not all teams in this case are created equal. Yeah, exactly. So here, you know, when, when we're talking about these futures, we're obviously, you know, as you just indicated, we're talking about who's going to represent the conference. We're not necessarily making a pick on who's going to, to you know, skate around the ice uh, hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup. Um, this is simply the conference side of things. But, you know, you're right. The Avs are a super heavy favorite um, at that plus 130 to be able to take the Western Conference. And, and look, I, I still think you got to look at that as value because, you know, barring injury, the Avalanche should represent the West. They have been the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup for the vast majority of the season. And because of that, they have also been the odds-on favorite to represent the West um, in, in terms of uh, uh, making it through the, the first three rounds and, and on into the finals. And, and so I, I think the fact that you can still get plus odds is impressive. It's gradually been coming down. A couple of weeks ago, I want to say it was right around plus 165. Um, even as, as recent as uh, Tuesday of this week, it was a plus 135. Now it's down to a plus 130. But again, you're talking about plus odds. The next closest belongs to the Calgary Flames, um, and, and they sit at a plus 300. Certainly Calgary has some firepower to be able to go along with that, but it really is the Avalanche's conference to be able to lose. But, but Sean, I want to look at the Eastern Conference with you because this is the one I find fascinating. Yeah, way um, more, way more competitive at the top ranks. Absolutely. So, um, you know, if you look at the Eastern Conference, and, and I happen to be looking at BetMGM right now just as a, as a point of reference for folks, but we're within spitting distance on pretty much any of the books that you look at. The Florida Panthers right now are a plus 275. Um, the Maple Leafs are a plus 450. The defending cup champion, two-time cup champions, are plus 500. That's the Lightning. And then the Hurricanes are at plus 550. Um, I've talked about it on this podcast before, Sean, and you and I were talking about it before we hit um, record. The, the Panthers are good. So is Toronto. So is Tampa. But I'm going to stick to my guns. I, I, I placed a futures bet about a month and a half ago on the Carolina Hurricanes because I just felt like the value was there. Um, and sometimes when you're doing betting, Sean, you're looking at value as much as you are, you know, gosh darn it, I, I think this is exactly who's going to win, right? Sometimes, right. You're, sometimes what you're saying to yourself is, you know what, this might not happen 
but these plus odds are too good to pass up. And that's how I feel about Carolina at a plus 550. And one of the reasons why um, is if you look at those four teams um, that that have the, the best odds, if you will, on the Eastern Conference side of things, Florida, Toronto, and Tampa Bay all have 23 wins on the road this season. Carolina has 25. When I get ready to look at the postseason, I always want to see somebody that I believe can be competitive, even if they're in the opponent's building. And granted, 23 wins on the road is great. Like, you know, Florida's record, 23, 10 and 6. That's a great road record. It really is. But just that little extra push for Carolina, the fact that they continue to perform well on the road, because you know that defending home ice is one thing, but Carolina is not going to have home ice all the way through, right? It's just not going to be the case. And so you want a team that can play well on the road. Yeah. And you know what? Even not only is it a great value of the Hurricanes, Nate, I and I agree completely with that. The uh, hockey analyst in me still thinks Carolina is the most complete team in the East. Now, Florida, hundred percent. Yeah, if Florida is rolling, they're very tough to beat. If you get Florida on their A game, you have problems. But I think Carolina is the best top to bottom team. They they can play any style of hockey. I I'm a little surprised, quite frankly. They are the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. They they're, they've won the Metropolitan Division. Yet when you look at the odds, they have the fourth highest odds of winning the Eastern Conference, to me, that just screams value all over it. So the Hurricanes, to my mind, are the absolute pick there as well. If you wanted to do the same thing out West, I I agree. The Avalanche have been so dominant. Part of the reason they've even fallen back to earth a little bit is they stopped caring all that much about almost three weeks ago instead worrying about just getting it healthy for the playoffs. That's how dominant they have been. But if you were to look at the the clump of teams that are below them, the truth of the matter is there are some interesting teams that can give them problems. Not saying that the Dallas Stars, for example, would go all the way to the the cup. I don't think they would. But if the Dallas Stars played the Avalanche in the first round, are the Avalanche going to have a problem with them? Yes. The Stars are one of the few teams that's actually beaten the Avalanche in regulation twice, both home and away. Uh, when you look get to the uh, their rivals in the Central, the Wild and the Blues, these are both teams that play kind of a, a gritty, kind of mess-up-the-middle-of-the-ice type of play that slows the Avalanche down. So if you were to look for the equivalent type of teams, uh, I'd look at, oddly, a team that really can score and a team that can get it going when it's right. I'd look for that value. I take a look at the Minnesota Wild. The Wild play a very physical type of game. We know they have a playoff-tested uh, goaltender now. So I, I think the Wild, if I'm looking for value, at plus 800 is probably where I'm going to go. But I agree with you. Realistically, while I can still get plus money on the Avalanche, I'll do that. But I also agree out east, uh, whether it's betting or whether it's just hockey, I think Carolina is the team to beat in the east. Yeah, I, I, and here's the other thing, Sean. The best goals against average um, defensively in the league, 2.43. That's Carolina. Um, Florida is 2.90. So they, on average, over the course of the regular season, they have given up a half a goal more per game. Florida's approach is if their defense isn't working, they're just going to outscore you. They just, you know, right. they are this they are this team that just comes after you and they pepper you with shots and they basically wait for you to make uh, a mistake, right? Carolina... Um, 
has been doing it with their goaltending. They've been doing it with Anderson. Um, they have been they have been very solid the overall as a team. Their save percentage is a 916, which is very good. Um, you know, you want to be up into the 900s, but you definitely want to be above 910. Um, and that's what they are. Florida's just a tick behind that with a 909 save percentage. Um, so I, I just believe, um, you know, we, we talk about this sometimes in football uh, in the NFL, right? There's something to be said for being able to outscore the other team and just come at them from an offensive standpoint. But you do need some defense. Um, and I think Carolina's defense, frankly, is better. And that's part of the reason why I really like that plus 550. They are the only team in the league that has allowed fewer than 200 goals. Now, by much, 199. They need a shutout tonight to stay that way. But they're the only team in the league that's allowed fewer than 200. So you know when you play the, the Hurricanes, you are facing uh, a tough, tough defensive team. So that's what we'll be looking at at the moment. Of course, when we get back at it next week, the playoffs will be ready to go. And then the rubber really hits the road. So until then, we'll make sure that uh, we get back to you uh, with a little more experience of looking at these games as teams get ready and get healthy. The health is going to be a big part of it for every single one of these clubs going forward. So pay attention to those before making any of your bets. Nate, thanks for the insight. Next time we get to do this, it'll be playoff season. Really looking forward to it. My favorite time of year, my favorite postseason of any sport. That's the NHL. All right. Well, we'll be back at it next week. If you have already subscribed, thanks so much. If you haven't, feel free to tell your friends. We don't mind one bit. We'll see you next time. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar, and this is Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network. <laughs>